Anybody feel like recapping today? No? Okay, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, since the audience has no idea as to what's going on, let's just go ahead and go and we'll let them figure it out. Yeah, uh, but before any of that, uh, welcome to episode three of Campfires and Escalations. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that kind of needs to be in there in the You're beginning. Just making it your thing to remind us to say that. No, just I, I'm just going to say it for him until he remembers to do it himself. You, you know what? I am perfectly fine with you taking that on. I was going to make a quip about how you just made me look so irresponsible right there, but I'm, I'm just going to... No, that's that's your job now. <laughs> you handle yeah, intros. No one else did. <laughs> uh, literally no one else was doing it. We can take turns. <laughs> Oh, are we taking turns? Are we gonna go round robin? Just around the table? No. <laughs> because that, that, I think, would mean that you were next. I think let's just go with whoever beats each other to the punch. Okay. It's competition now. Alright. Oh! Stakes involved. Stakes. Look at us. Positive reinforcement. I, like <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know what you said there. I like ribeye. Oh, you like ribeye. <laughs> I don't know why that came in. Steaks. Look, Let me have my puns. I'm just trying to like roll over them. Roll. We're reaching at straws here. I thought it was grasping. Both. Yeah. They're so far away. <laughs> all right. So, are we murdering goblins or not? Well, I think that's all up to you. Yeah, that's. Yeah, well, currently not. Currently, currently not. most of them are dead. Yes, all of the ones that reach for weapons are, in fact, puddles on the floor. In yeah. heaps of their own viscera. And we sent the little one in the cage, Swig's outside, right? Uh, last... He's waiting by the campfire. Yes, right last Swig's okay. was told was to chill. And they said they would do their best. Alright. But you've all been informed that further into this tunnel lies the boom chief itself. Let's go kill him. Yeah, let's 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 remove the problem that keeps blowing us up. Yeah, how are you doing by the way? I am better than should be physically possible right now. Excellent. You you're currently riding the adrenaline. Uh, Later on you will feel the effects of having been blown up and then revived. Most likely. Revived through the power of song and good intentions. <laughs> I don't know about good intentions. That's literally hey, all the, I got. <laughs> look, the intro to Stairway to Heaven can do a lot of good things for you. Just like the first four notes. Doo, doo, doo. That's it. I already feel better. Right? Oh, it's it. good for the soul. Shit. I at least need to reach the solo. <laughs> oh, that's going to take a while. I know, so let's get to it. All right, then. So you ready yourselves to travel further into this series of tunnels. Having cleared most of the main chamber, the goblins that had been splashing in at the far end of the cave are alarmingly silent. If any of you were to look over, you can see sets of crimson and golden eyes peering out just from behind the rock. They seem fairly intent on staying well away. They gonna get whipped. Oh no! <laughs> Hold the rear. <laughs> Alright. 
right, we advance, I suppose. If they're not coming after us, I don't see any reason to go after them. Except for the fact that the Boom Chief is in there? Well, the Boom Chief is in the tunnel. They're hiding in the water, which is just Mm. offset. As you follow through this very short tunnel, going quite a ways down, you immediately, each of you, notice an ominous blue glow filling the room, matched only by the light of a pair of torches at the far end of the room. In that far end, there's a raised platform in the cave floor. And on that platform is a throne of bone refuse, and sitting atop it is one slightly larger goblin, standing at about five feet. It is covered in a headdress of chicken feathers and finger bones. You see in its palms as it dances from one foot to the next, a pair of reddened gems. As you scan the room, you see to your left and to your right clusters of this strange blue crystal, the source of that light. And in a small pile, in what looks like a large, wide basin, before what you assume is the boom chief, is a small set of crystals scattered about the bottom, slowly glowing, pulsating from blue, then red blue back to red. You're unsure as to what's happening here, but this boom chief is definitely responsible for those rocks. I'm just going to take this opportunity to say I was totally right. There is in fact a small set of goblins, each on their knees, almost praying to their boom chief as their hands go up in pairs and fall back down as their faces occasionally bump the ground and they're bowing continuously almost as if they're in the middle of a ritual. They take no notice of you as you lot enter this second cave. Well, I can't exactly sneak up on them. So we're going left? Loud and proud. I know nothing else! Dancing lights. (laughs) Alright. As you do so, you accompany the many blue and red lights filling this room with your own white. Very patriotic in here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Any other actions before anything pops off? Nope. I don't have anything. Yes, actually. As we're walking in and suddenly these bright lights fill the air, I'm just going to turn to Mara and say, I need you to scare the living shit out of everyone in this room. And I'm going to cast Thaumaturgy. And I'm going to use one of the effects of Thaumaturgy. Let me get to that spell card, because it does a shit ton of stuff. It does. Uh, I'm going to cause harmless, harmless tremors in the ground for one minute every time she steps. Alright then. <laughs> oh. I think he's expecting you to take an intimidation check. 
Oh dear, fair enough. You are the scariest person here. Would that be a contextual advantage for her? It could result. It all depends upon the performance. Okay. So how will you be intimidating them? Alright. That whip is coming out and just constantly beating it on the ground as I walk forward. Like either side? (laughs) Either side. Whoosh! 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 whoosh. Alright. Let it speak for itself. With a steady series of cracks and whoosh, you march forward, and as you do so, the ground trembles in your presence. Go ahead and roll your intimidate, and add an extra plus three. I already have a plus three in intimidation. Alright, that is a 17 with your plus three. Fucking not bad. Alright, as you make your entrance into this room, you get no more than five feet before all of the goblins scamper, scatter, and grab their tools. Now that you've actually seen their faces, these ones actually don't have bone piercings, but half plates of bone covering their faces, primarily made of skulls of things they've caught. Each of these goblins looks stronger, larger, than the previous ones you'd been fighting. But As they are scrambling for their equipment, the Boom Chief notices you, raises its crooked finger covered in filth, and as it does so, it grabs the rocks that were in its hand and flings them into the torch beside them, and it bellows out, You dare challenge the Boom Chief? I'm going to use an additional effect of Thaumaturgy. I can have have up to three active at a time and make her voice boom across the room, louder than the boom chief. Fuck your boom chief! <laughs> he says, I challenge, you dare challenge the boom chief? Mm-hmm. I dare I kill, kill the boom chief. He cackles, and as the stones that he'd tossed to the torch beside him land, uh, the torch bursts to life, and you see the visage, another face, a replica of the boom chief's, emanating, glowing, and building from the fire and the torch. As you see him prepare his second handful and throw them into the opposite torch, it holds either hand out towards each torch and simply cackles. (laughs) And it beckons you. Positionally, where is this thing? It is on the far end of the room on the raised platform. There are no less than four goblins, each with a slightly varied set of equipment. Let me place them for you. You said there was a pile of gems somewhere in this room? Uh, yes, there's a pile of gems in a basin just before the boom chief. (laughs) Just. Do the thing! (laughs) I have an idea. (laughs) And to confirm, my bardic inspiration from last time has worn off, yes. Or does that die? How long has it been? No, it lasts ten minutes. So unless it took us ten minutes to get here, it's still there. It should still be active. I'm keeping that. Do whatever you're gonna do. Because after that, we're fighting all these goblins. Yes. That much is for absolutely certain. 
I'm going to have to advise the other two to stand back. I'm already standing back. We're against the wall. I reach in in my pouch and pull out the red crystal that I got from the dead goblin. Oh, you know that if the crystal's explosive force were indicated by their size, this was a shard. So you're probably going to be getting a small pop out of it. It will explode into some fire, but you have no idea as to how effective it may be. Pop one of the clusters. I want to boom the boom chief. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a big basin. The big basin full of stones? Okay. Alright, that would be a strength check of it, if I just want to toss the shard into the basin. Yeah, just throwing things that don't have the finesse property is a strength check. Yes, uh, it is an attack, I believe. If yeah. you're throwing something at a creature. Yeah. Well, I'm throwing it at this particular area. Okay, she's tossing the area it into the strength. big sea of gems. <laughs> yeah. We will see what happens. So that's just a standard roll plus your strength, strength bonus. Yep. Uh, no proficiency bonus. There's a 12 plus 3, and am I allowed to add bardic inspiration on top of that? You totally could if you want. You would be allowed to, yes. Completely ensure that this works. That's a 6 on top of it. (laughs) That's a 21. That is a 21. Oh, God. All right. You chuck this shard straight at, I'm assuming, one of the gems that was about to pulsate red. You do so. This shard flies from your fingers, sailing straight towards your mark. And just before it connects, that gem you targeted flashes red. It strikes, ignites, and there's a (laughs) as it begins to spread. The fire, then the explosions. It washes across what seems like most of this basin, but aside from making what seems like a wall of fire, you don't see it blowing up all of the gems. A good number of them that had been pulsating either in between or blue have yet to pop. Give it time. If nothing else, there's a giant wall of fire now. That basin is now covered in fire. Have fun with that, Boom Chief. You see him reel if but for a moment, both hands reaching to cover his face as he leans back. Just before he falls, he steadies himself, leaning forward yet again, hunching over himself. And as he begins to claw for the items on his person, you hear him say, You stunt our ritual, but we will kill you! Initiative? Yes. Let's go. Cool way to start with a bang. Nine. Also nine. Oh no. What's your dex? Sixteen. Mine's seventeen. I find it funny that my curse is almost as high as yours. Alright. Why? You're a warlock. That's fair. I also didn't roll as high as you on character creation. The fuck do you mean? I have a five and a nine. I meant on the high end. I was mostly in the middle. I made a fire pit. <laughs> yeah, you fucking did. Alrighty then. Uh, anybody above a 15? Unnatural 20. 
Very nice. Mara will be beginning the round. Somebody gonna get a hurt real bad. Mostly goblins, I hope. If all goes well. Uh, anybody at 10 or above? We're both at 9. Oh lordy. Okay. Uh, who's the higher dex? Alright, it'll be Val up next. And, and Skamos. Following that, we'll have the clan goblins. Alright. Mara, you're at the top of the round. Kick his ass. Please. Well, I'm advancing towards this third one. Alright. You see as you approach this one, it actually has a short sword with quite a bit of rust and a sizable knock towards the hilt. Uh, it also has a what looks like a medium shield. Aside from that, it is wrapped in loose leathers, and it has the same loincloth and pouch the others did. So, the opening attack, I'm going to bring the rapier back and charge forward the very powerful thrust. Alright, roll your attack. Hopefully. That is a... Jesus, a 21. That'll hit. <laughs> That's a D... Eight. Eight. Yes. Plus three. That's eight damage. All right. Going strong. Your blow lands, lands with a resounding thud. You knock the shield aside as the force carries through straight across the arm of this creature, and you land a gruesome blow. All right. Second attack. That was number three? Yes, that was number three. All right. And how much damage total again? Eight? That yeah. was eight damage, yes. All right. Continue. Alright, for the second attack, having fully thrown my body forward, I whip it back up with the whip to lash it diagonally upward. Whip it! <sighs> Alright, you move to give this creature the worst road burn it has ever <laughs> even seen. Mm. Yeah, it's an eight. Alright, as you do so, this creature, raising its shield arm again, throws it at its torso, and your whip cracks harmlessly against its shield. Someone defended themselves. I think that was your first miss, yeah. That was my first yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the first time you missed with that horrible whip. <sighs> it only hits stronger when it's failed. <laughs> oh no. We, we will see. We will see. Hopefully, like for their sake, that's property. not true. <laughs> Every time it misses, it gets a plus one to damage. That Locking would be terrifying. Yes. There it is. I'll take eight damage. All right. And now's the Boom Chief's turn. You see him stoking the flames, raising a grizzled claw as he looks towards either torch, before finally looking at, oh, let's say, uh, Val. Uh. And as he brings his palms together, fingers spread wide, you hear a mighty foom! And a line of fire jettisons out from his palms Fuck, straight towards you. <laughs> Shit. You is this a dex saving throw? Uh, this is a spell attack on his part. Oh, okay. So he has to 
pitch yeah. my AC. Yes, he does. I think you still have your bard of inspiration too, because I gave one to both yes, of you in the last AC. Night. My AC is fifteen. He hits. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> bardic inspiration doesn't do anything for AC. No. All right. Oh my guess. Incredibly helpful here, but it does not do that. Not again. <laughs> I don't want to get ganked again. You see a titanic column of fire soaring straight towards you. Oh no. And you get struck for six fire damage. <sighs> I am at three health. Scamos, a massive heat wave jettison just near you, crashing into Val. Mara, from your perspective, you saw something, almost as if the fire came alive from the ravine that you'd set ab ablaze, and it slams into Val. Mal, your turn. Okay, having just been slammed against this wall with a fucking pillar of fire, <laughs> as a, a more out of reflex than anything, Val is going to spin the ring once again and breathe on it and reach out with <laughs> bracing her arm and for the first time, Cast Eldritch Blast. Yes! <laughs> Alright. Oh, let it hurt. Fuck the Boom Chief. Fuck you, yeah, Boom Chief. Your target? Uh, that would be the Boom Chief. Alright then. Straight line right there. Roll your attack. Okay, my spell attack. When the wizards don't even dodge or counterspell, they just keep shooting rays at each other. <laughs> it's a plus five. Harry Potter Slugfest. Yeah. And you do have the D6. Ah. Oh my god. Well, there you goes that. Prepare yourself to loose this Eldritch Blast. Something you hadn't practiced in quite some time. Mm. You brace, and with just a moment of hesitation, you adjust your aim. And as you fire, uh, describe what the spell looks like. Uh, as I breathe on it, the uh, a certain mist from my breath surrounds the ring, and a white light shoots out in a ray towards the target. Beautiful. You do so, and this beam sails straight through the wall of fire, but you do not see it hit. You hear no response from the Boom Chief, aside from his maddening cackle. Okay, I'm... I'm going to draw my rapier. Alright. Oh, and boy. and uh, that one's gonna be my turn. Scamos. I'm going to slowly turn, look at the goblin that Mar is fighting. He looks kind of chunky. Walk just a little bit closer, and just leaning around so he can see me, just... Your boom chief is going to die. Vicious mockery. <laughs> alright, alright. And the save on that? Is a wisdom saving throw of 14. Alright. Uh, roll your damage. Yeah! So that is two psychic damage and disadvantage on their next attack. Alright. As you mock this creature, you see its crimson eyes focus on you just long enough to squeeze out a retort as it is being assailed by Mara currently. And 
It doesn't even recoil from your damage. Blood begins to pour from its nose, and it stares you straight in the eye. The Moon Chief is eternal! And we will ride eternal on the Fury Road! <laughs> Beautiful and chrome! By the light of the mighty V8! Oh no. <laughs> yes. This became something You got else. this, Mar, I believe in your inspiration. Bard inspiration? Yeah. Alright, it is the clan goblins' turns. You see the third, the one just before Mara, ready its short sword as it sweeps for your ankles. At disadvantage. Yes, it does. Alright, and sure enough, in almost a state of confusion, it tucks the head of the sword back as it swings, almost as if it was expecting you to continue walking forward, and then goes back to a defensive position, rather confused. All right. Now for the My other one further to your left, <laughs> you see it circle about a pair of crooked bone-handled daggers in its hands before it leaps at you, striking with both. All right. AC? 16. It hits. Jeez. Swings for its second and hits. All right, you take eight points of damage as one knife sinks into your calf and then another sinks into your thigh before it readies back up. Ah! 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 I ah! am at four health. Oh, no. <laughs> you just got Ace Ventura. Oh. Except it was the same leg twice. Oh. Jesus. All right, as for the other two goblins, you see a second, a larger one with a single club that seems almost as big as it waddles towards Skamos. Oh, hello, how are you doing today? Hello. And it swings straight at your back. Oh, me goodness. <laughs> Not my back, I need that for things. Oh, straight in the back. <laughs> is he? 14. All right. It misses as you see him twirl in place on his heel and as he falls forward just a little bit he catches himself and then stumbles back to a standing position the last of the goblins heads towards Val yeah. this one with a long cane with quite a few teeth embedded at the top mm. and it just begins to swing wildly for you no, 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 no. Oh, Bad green thing. Bad green thing. <laughs> no, I hit you! <laughs> Is he? 15. Alright, it misses. And you see it playfully skipping in place as it swings this toothed cane from side to side, completely missing you. Uh, we're back up to Mara. Alright. That was quite a stabbing. A shanking of the ages. <laughs> Undeterred as I can be, I bring the whip back down on the third one. Determined to kill one before I focus on the other. All right, roll your attack. Uh, so that 
That is a 19. That, that hits. So, with the whip. That'll be six damage. As you snap this whip point blank, the goblin desperately attempts to raise its shield as the shield begins to collapse, snap, and the whip head makes it through, cutting in just past your vision as it cracked behind the shield, and the goblin goes limp, dropping to its knees, barely keeping itself up on the shield, and then falling on its side. All right, bye-bye number three. I believe that's correct. Oh, yes. I still have one more attack. You do. Thank you. All right, having finished off the first one, she peers over at number four, blood pouring out of the leg, and with pure vengeance, stabs for with the rapier. All right, roll. Yeah, that is a 23. God damn. That hits. Roll damage. And this is fighting style, so this one is going to get my ability modifier. Am I allowed to add bardic inspiration onto this, or no? Not to, uh, not to the damage, no. All right. So that's going to get five damage. All right, and that's with your strength bonus? Yes, T plus three, five. All right. You crash your whip straight through the daggers that were attempting to keep your rapier at bay, and you pierce this thing's gut. You uh, barely manage to rip it out before it attempts to start stabbing at your hands. Okay, I have a bonus action, actually. Oh. Having killed one and started to wound the other, that was bothering me, close my eyes, a deep breath to steady myself, uh, second wind. Unfortunately, attacking with your offhand weapon at first level, since you don't have multi-attack, is your bonus action. Seriously. Yeah. Would you like to rescind that? No. Never right. mind. I will stay at four health. Ouch. I have one spell slot left. Use it on her. She's worse. We'll, we'll see. We will see. <laughs> I three health. Yeah. Yeah, but she's got ten health. No, I don't. Oh, that's too bad. I uh, I used armor of Agathis in the last session. Right before we jumped in here. You're right. It's what kept me from being exploded. What is with you and fire? I don't know. It doesn't like me. <laughs> or maybe it likes you too much. I think that's what it is, really. All right. Well, it is the Boom Chief's turn. You see the visage of him cackling behind his wall of fire. He must think he's invincible at this point. He brings both of his hands together before he begins to rub them together. Filth, oil, and debris from the soot falling from his hands upon his chicken feather headdress before he points both of his palms at the goblin with twin daggers. Oh no. You see the one with twin daggers suddenly go blank in the eyes before red mist begins to pour to either end of its eyes. And as it opens its eyes again, you see it screaming, hands falling to both ends, firmly gripping the knives. Father Boom Chief! And you see his veins popping. You see his musculature forming and he... Remote steroids. He's looking intense. But that is the Boom Chief's turn. Val. Okay. So the first thing to do, I'm going to use my bonus action to uh, use my Hexblade's Curse. All right. 
on this guy. <laughs> Number one. All right. I'm swinging a fucking stick at me. <laughs> With teeth. Nope. Don't forget the teeth. It's like a bite by proxy. Ugh, do you get rabies from it? Maybe. Ugh. It'll definitely be infected. All right. <laughs> And I'm going to stab him with my rapier. Alright, stabby rip, stab, stab, let's go. Move into range. I'm gonna stab with my rapier. Let's see. That's only a bonus of damage, not to hit. So my crit range and my damage is boosted. Alright. Fuck! Said <laughs> 10. That, unfortunately, is a miss. As this creature is playfully skipping and swinging this batoothed staff, you attempt to stab it, and it simply skips to the side. Alright. Well, that's my turn. Alright, just before Scamos can begin, he hears a scampering coming from the tunnel behind them. You see swigs. Hiding behind a rock. Okay. She gives a small wave and says... She just waves as if beckoning you to come towards her. Oh, it's her. Where, where is she on the map? She's at the entrance of the tunnel. Okay. Alright. Excuse me for a moment. Disengage. All right. What's up? I, I can help. Oh, you can? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we'd love some help. Bring, bring me the hurt one. Oh, she's right there. <laughs> Just point go. to Val. I can't. I can't go. You can tell she she is fairly scared, but she is trying to be brave. Switch with me. God damn it. <laughs> All right, and I'll just take a step next to Val, pat Val on the shoulder and say, hey, hey, I got this from here. You go talk to our goblin friend. Uh, Val, it takes you a moment to realize what he's saying, but you think back on the last five seconds, you heard scurrying in the tunnel. Mm. You, you don't know why. The only logical explanation is Swigs is here, but that's bad. She's a little, she's a little cinnamon bun. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't have a movement at this point. Yeah. No, you do not. I'm just gonna look at the goblin with the stick full of teeth and say, you and me, let's go. Okay! <laughs> and he just starts swinging his batooth stick faster. Mistake! <laughs> batooth? Yes. Betoothed. And Better I than bejawed. That's the worst version of Bejeweled. Yeah. You still have a point of You still have an inspiration die. I do still have an inspiration die. Alright. I'm going to play a tune quickly on my fiddle as I switch places with Val, take inspiration, and I draw a rapier. Alright. Well, it's down to the clan goblins. Oh, not my eye. The one with the rabies sticks begins to swing at scams violently. Yeah, okay. They armor class of 14. Alright. 
Uh, and they barely miss. You <laughs> feel one of the canines from this stick clip your hat, and then just sailing in every direction, missing you. My hat. <laughs> it, it got knocked a jar, but no permanent damage. Well, as long as the hat is fine. <laughs> right. You see what the... openly from my femur. <laughs> you see the one with the club actually waddle up to you again. Oh, welcome back! Rather intent on hitting you in the butt. Oh, no. It begins to spin before it swings, and then brings the club up. It's gonna hit a lot more than my butt. Yeah. Oof. It's bad at aiming. Hope you had a thick back. It hits. And it smashes straight in your butt. You get an immediate dead leg. Baby got burned! Uh. Told you injections were the way to go. What? Silicon padding. You take eight damage. I'm unconscious. Shit. That's the last person that you want unconscious. Val, you saw Skamos with utmost confidence step up to take your place, narrowly dodge the toothed stick. I don't have anything for healing. And then you saw him get taken out from behind as one of the fat goblins began to twirl and then swing, brought its club upwards, and then you hear the as it hit Skamos dead in the back, and he dropped to the ground, unconscious. The situation okay. is looking dire. Okay. But now to the last of the goblins. The one with a pair of daggers. Yeah, this one's about to get me. <laughs> this one is raging. Fuck. It is furious. And it is beginning to swing wildly at you. With its first dagger, it attempts to cut at your shins. And it hits. With its second dagger, it begins to cross upward against your chest. And it misses. And then, in an alarming display of speed, it spins backwards with its first knife and goes for a third attack. It got hasted. And that misses. Sailing overhead, but trimming your hair. Three damage. I have one health. Ooh, you're not looking good right now. No. That second wind is gonna come in. <laughs> Alright. That was all of the clan goblins. Mara. Oh, lord. Alright. Does bardic inspiration apply to healing? No, yes? No. No, no. second wind is you roll your hit dice and you get health back. Ah, oh, sweet Jesus. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and do that right now. As a bonus action, right? Yeah, yep. it's a bonus action, so I still get an attack. Okay. But yeah. That's five health back. There you complain. go. So now I'm back to half. I recommend the rapier. Yeah, that rapier is going straight towards its chest. Alright, you see this thing foaming at the mouth as it hits the ground from its previous spin, and it looks up at you, not even in a guarded stance anymore. Roll your attack. 
Oh, that is a 22. That hits. Uh, nine damage. All right. And as you strike this creature, yet again in the gut, you see it fall to one knee before it drops one of its knives. Clutching its gut wound, it tries to retreat, but it is very much alive. I'll take it. All right. It's the Boom Chief's turn. Fuck. You see an all-too-familiar sight, Belle. The Boom Chief places both palms together, fingers outstretched, and you know what's coming next. He's readying his pillar of fire. And as you hear his cackle, (laughs) and he fully extends his fingers, nothing comes up. (laughs) He burned his spell slots. You see him keeping his hands in position, looking to the space between his palms through the fire, and he seems confused, disappointed, and incredibly frustrated. Okay. He begins to just knock loose items around him, wasting the rest of his turn. All right. (laughs) Uh, is it my turn? It is Val's turn. Okay, I'm going to draw my dagger in offhand. Mm. And I'm going to thrust it at this goblin with my right beater. At goblin number one. Alright. Because I do still have hex blades. Curse applied. Please give me. Yes! <sighs> with hex blades, uh, blades curse applied, I crit on 19s. Oh shit! Alright, roll yes. your damage die. <laughs> Twice. Wait, do I roll the dice twice? Or yes. Okay. So that's. You also crit with the Hexblade's Curse die. Here. It's oh. all damage dice. It's wait. What all damage dice. Does on... the Hexblade's Curse add a die or base damage? Uh, I'm pretty sure it adds a d6. Okay. Uh, you gain bonus damage to rolls against the cursed target, the bonus is equal to your proficiency bonus. Oh, never yeah. mind. Yeah, and then you crit on 19 and 20. So that was 3, that's 6, that's 9, plus 3, plus 2. Alright. So that's 14 damage. Yeah, that's 14 damage. 14 damage on the goblin with the stick. Yes. You see it in the middle of its homicidal skip, skewered, and then stopped. falls silent, life draining from its eyes, and as it hits the ground, you are certain it will not get back up. If the cursed target dies, you you regain hit points equal to your warlock level plus your charisma modifier. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Hell yes! That's why I did that. Hell yes! Also, I can move my Hexblade's curse as a bonus action, so I will be moving that to the Boom Chief. All right. So let me see, I gain four hit points and it's seven. Oh, thank Christ. And uh, this is yours. Good. I'm going to use the rest of my movement to push Skamos in front of the tunnel. <laughs> All right, quick strength check. Okay. I'm not heavy. Yeah, Skamos <laughs> isn't fat, but he's got strength gear. or athletics? I don't have a bonus to either. 
Well, it's matter. strength. 19. Alright, you manage to push him with one foot as you are keeping your guard up for the rather pudgy, beclubbed goblin. Mm. And now it would be Skamos' turn. But he's unconscious. That's a death saving throw for me. It is. Ooh, the first. First of game. A six. That is a failure. Yep. Val, you don't see it, but you hear it. And it sounds like the pitter-patter of small footsteps, just a (laughs) before a slide, like a vast amount of dirt being pushed aside. And, Skimos, you can barely feel it, but a pair of hands brush against your side. Swigs cast Cure Wounds. Swigs! Swigs a healer! <laughs> Cleric Gabo. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you beautiful little thing. Nobody really saw it except for maybe the other goblins, but Swigs ran from the tunnel, did a baseball slide, and tapped you in the chest. Little buddy. <laughs> uh, you heal for four health. All right. That's not nothing. Sorry, sorry, five. Ooh, it's definitely not nothing. <sighs> this Hexblade's curse is really working for me right now. <laughs> I am mm-hmm. alive! You are currently prone. And you, you are covered in cave dust. Hey, little buddy. Hi. Protect me. <laughs> sure thing. It's not my turn anymore, though. She puts her hands on top of her head and just sort of uses you as, like, a sandbag. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's the clan goblin's turn. Shit. Val, you see the large pudgy goblin that had been spinning and slapping people with its club earlier continue to spin and rip the club upwards as it comes to try to meet your temple. Watch out. It's about to bring unholy devastation upon your temple. Never heard it referred to like that before. Is he? Fifteen. It misses. <laughs> Woo! Praise be to the dancer. <laughs> it, you see this creature again lose its balance, stumble about a bit, brace itself with the club on the ground, before it turns back to you and puts its club over its shoulder. Uh, Morrow. The one before you is still roided out. It has dropped one of its daggers, but you see it dash forward, trying to finish you off before it itself is finished. Oh, wait, I can't move my curse, so ah, that's just done for All right. The first strike misses, but it is still in range. It takes a second swipe, and it stumbles just before it can follow through. It is barely keeping itself up. Thank Christ. Alright, it's your go, Mara. Alright, seeing the things stumble around, it seems like we're pulling it together. The barge's getting up, the boom chief's getting frustrated. She tries to end this quickly, bringing the whip down towards its back. Alright. Uh, that is a 15. That'll hit. Three, six, six damage. damage. That ends it rightly. Fuck yeah. But it wasn't a pommel. 
close enough. Oh god, that... No, that's not the first whip death. No, no, it's not. But it's by far not the first whip death. <laughs> as no, the whip cracks across the back of this creature and leaves a searing mark, it falls to the ground. It is dead. She rubs her legs. Son of a bitch, serves you right. You have a few major gashes. <sighs> Problem for another time. All right. Is that your turn, Mara? That's it. I don't think I can move around much. All right. It's the Boom Chief's turn. Looking up from his palm and no longer throwing a tantrum, those that are paying attention can see him peering out from behind the wall of flame. Grand Goblins! Where are you? And he grabs one of his torches and jumps through the wall of fire. Mara, you see him first as he emerges. He's just behind the goblin with the club, but he is closest to you. You see him bring his torch down, slamming it just before your feet, and fire begins to spread. Oof. There's fire at my feet now. Uh, no attack, but he is setting the cave ablaze. As it splits into a V, it occupies the spaces before and to either side of Mara. Okay. That's the Boom Chief's turn. So it's my turn? Yes. I'm going to stand between the Fat Goblin and our Tiefling. And I'm going to stab him in his fat. Poor Goblin. He's chunky. It's not his fault. It totally is. <laughs> Do you still have a D6 Bardic Inspiration die? Do you not? No, I, I used that earlier, didn't I? Yeah, and I gave you another one. I'm oh. out for the fucking game. Okay, cool. Uh, that's a 13 plus 4. It's a 17. Yes. All right, that hits. Wonderful. So that would be a D8 plus 3 Oops. for 10. That's 10 damage. Nice. All right, you slam your rapier into the second goblin, tearing apart everything you connect with. And I'm still holding my dagger in the offhand, so I'm going to thrust with that. <laughs> All right, roll. I that is a uh, that was a nine, and so fourteen. Yeah, 14. All right, that'll hit. Awesome. Nice. That's D4 plus nothing. One. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and as you prod this goblin one more time, you see it stumbling back, bleeding profusely. It is almost unaware of what happened to it, mm -hmm. but its body is beginning to fail. Okay. Uh... That was my standard, and my bonus, and my movement. So that's my turn. All right, Skamos. I'm gonna stand up, look around, see what's going on. Your back is sore. Your back oh, is so sore. Not even in the great way. <laughs> Stop on your right foot, don't forget it. Mm. Look at the boom chief. 
pull out the fiddle and just in the most heinous possible screech that only he can hear dissonant whispers alright is that your throw. last as my last spell slot alright oof DC 14 wisdom he makes it damn oh. he still you takes see half. almost he does still take half damage yeah you see the, this shroud of dissonant music. You rolled max damage. That's nearly max damage. That was 17, so half of 17. Alright. You said you were rounding up. Yes. <laughs> so that would have been so fucking bad oh. if he failed. Yep. So let me see, that's 9 damage. Yeah! Uh, Jesus. Alright. You see him, Skamos, yeah, save, resisting these dissonant whispers. As they crash in on him, you see blood begin to pour from his nose and ears, even his eyes, and he stares right at you. And then he looks down <coughs> between your legs. I'm standing in front of Fuck him. your boom chief. <laughs> you see him cackle for a bit, spitting blood everywhere. It would be the clan goblin's turn, but they're all dead. Oh, I dropped oh. the fat one? Uh, no, he's not dead. My bad. Oh, <laughs> oh you see the chunky little gobbo. Just sort of heft his club before trying to drop it on you. <laughs> drop it on your fucking head. AC? Fifteen. It's fuck. Oh no. Six damage. Ooh. I'm at one. Live, damn you, live. And as this club drops first on your shoulder, you feel something dislocate almost immediately. You drop to a knee, ah. and then the club continues to fall, crashing into that knee, and then the ground. Ah. You are scraped, and something is dislodged. Ah, uh, fuck. All appropriate. Uh, and that is the clan goblin's turn. Mara, it's on you. You're surrounded by fire. I am surrounded by fire. Yeah. Can't I just go Uh, not through it. Yeah, you can. She could go here though. Not through it. No, that would be through it. So yeah, you can just go around. You have plenty of movement. Yeah. I'm gonna get. Run around the fire and bring the whip down on the boom chief. This needs to end. All right, roll your attack. Oh, yeah. twenty. Yeah, twenty. Let's you go. You hit. Is that our first nat twenty? No. Okay. I don't think so. No, it's. Uh, I think it is. For an attack, I, it might be. Yeah, yeah, that's our first nat twenty on attack. Ooh, nice. <laughs> well, you roll it twice. Because you crit. Yeah. Oh, okay. You roll your so damage die twice on a crit. Plus four. So five. So, so five plus your uh, strength bonus. So that's eight. Yeah. Damn. All right. You crack this whip with fury, blood pouring down your leg, yourself singed and sweating, covered in filth from this terrible goblin cave. How do you do it? Fuck yes! Yes! On the crate! Fuck <laughs> your boom, 
Fuck, Fuck you, boom chief. <laughs> I mean, I just—I've already used the whip. I just shish kebab his brains. I want to make it clean. You, you did that with the last one. I did do that with the last one. Do, do you want to whip his head off? I can do that again. Oh god! I mean, you could also just whip his throat out. Let's go with that. <laughs> Let's see right. me some goblin diaphragm. <laughs> As you crack this whip, you notice that due to his hunched nature, what would have been a body shot mm-hmm. is now going straight for his vitals. You crack the whip across his throat, and as the force carries through the Goblin Chief's throat, you see the larynx pop, the flesh tear, and before you can even realize it, you have knocked the Goblin Chief's entire throat out of its location. There's torn flesh hanging, and whatever meat, whatever organs were there, are spread now across the cave floor. Oh god. I asked for this! He crumples. R.I.P. Boom Chief. You still, you still have a bonus action. I have a you bo- can still stab this guy. <laughs> could end it now. You yeah. could. Uh, I'm dashing forward with the rapier. All right. End this thing. I have bardic inspiration. Just <laughs> might as well burn it. Total. Roll the two and then a one on burning <laughs> inspiration. Oh. Plus five. That's, that's a total of eight. That misses. Ooh. You swing back with the pommel to just catch this thing in the back of the head, but as it's been stumbling, you weren't accounting for it, and you swing well over its head as it is tilting back, and you just sail right overhead. So I can kill the boom chief, but I can't kill the little fat so. No. <laughs> Rude. Hey. It's his fault. No one made him eat all those cupcakes. <laughs> to be fair, most of that was horse meat. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Okay. All right. It's on you, Val. I'm going to stick him with the rapier. Rapier party. <laughs> Roll. Ain't no party like a rapier party. Rapier party. Rip your... Oh, right. You hit. <laughs> okay. Um... That is seven damage. All right. As you slide your rapier into this creature, it you see the life fade from its eyes. Mm. Yes! And it slides off of your rapier with no resistance. Thank God. That was horrible. <laughs> that came way too close. Swig's attempts to stand up and then cover her eyes with one arm as she sort of blindly reaches forward, grabbing the coattails of one of you, and simply asks, which one of you are hurt? I raise my finger and fall over. <laughs> Just gonna, like, pick them up very gently and put them in front of the now-prone Val. <laughs> Swigs offers no resistance and kneels before the drow, placing hand to either side, reaching into her small tunic, her vestrally. And you can actually see a singular yellow glowing stone. And she holds her hand to Val's shoulder as a pulse of positive energy courses through Val. And she casts Cure Wounds yet again. Oh, wonderful. Oh, wow. Uh, You're at full. (laughs) At full? Yeah. How much was that? A lot. (laughs) 
Christ. Uh, you only have nine hit points. Yeah, uh, that was almost her base roll. Oh, Damn. Uh, well, I'm not quite dead, but I am limping. And I just kind of mildly limp in direction of the goblin, but I don't ask for help. I almost died three times today. Swigs just sort of pats your shoulder and looks to your bleeding friend, Mara. As Mara, as you get closer, Swigs stands up, takes just two steps forward, and clutching her stone to her chest, she raises out a hand, almost as if one would be asking for change, but she says, Can I help you? She just sort of motions at her leg, almost shamefully. She does not want to ask for help. Swigs wastes no time. She gets very close to you, almost sharing the same space as you, before she places her hand over your larger wound, closes her eyes, and you see the same pulse that washed over Val (coughs) just sort of ripple out from where she's touching you, and a surge of positive energy goes to cure your wounds as she casts the spell of the same name. Your name was... My name is Swix. Thank you. I think some of us might be dead, if not for you. Mm. Yes. (laughs) Most likely scammers. My back is going to be sore for a while. You won't be using it for a while. Damn it. (sighs) That's all you're going to get out of Mara. Do we have time to look around the cave? You do. The fire is beginning to die down as the oxygen is growing thin. In addition to that, there aren't many burnable pieces around here. Any of the fire that was maintaining was maintaining through magical means, which is beginning to run out of fuel. I'm gonna check the boom chief's person. Uh, You see the chicken and finger bone headdress. You see multiple pouches, four, of those boom rocks and in addition to the torch that he'd used as a makeshift staff uh, there's nothing but strange miscellaneous goblin oddities things like preserved fingers things like tails of animals Um, there's a few mushrooms all covered in filth As you're searching through, this inevitably washes all over your hands, up to your forearms. You find very, very difficult to wash this off not only your hands, but your clothes. Uh. Alright. How many bags of boom rocks are these? There were four. I'm going to just very slowly take one out and see what I can figure out. Roll Arcana. 
five. You don't know what this is, but it's definitely magic. That much is for sure. Past that, this is probably some sort of... Uh, baser regent? Maybe. What's your arcana check? One. You've not spent a lot of time around mages and their craft. No. I'm trained in arcana. Let me look at that. Alright. I pass with the stone. That's a 15. That's lacrima. That's unstable transmuted lacrima. But that's lacrima. This is literally just crystallized mana. I describe what this is. <laughs> That's not good. That is actually incredibly rare. And there's a shit ton of it here. Yes. There are entire beds of crystal dotting this entire second cave. Uh, one of them seems to have been foraged and mined out by the goblin's efforts. Very crudely done. You can see many broken stones lying at the bed of broken crystal. You, you can tell that that is what they used to mine this lacrima. So there are red stones and there are blue stones. The red stones were popped in the ensuing blaze that made the firewall. <laughs> so just blue stones? Yes. You saw that the blue stones that remained in the basin are no longer pulsating in alternating colors. They are sticking to the soft blue glow that is their natural state. I'm going to pick one of those up mm. and just sort of, I'm, I'm going to test something. Find an area of the cave where it wouldn't be dangerous if something happened and just huck the rock at the wall. All right, quick strength check. A natural 20. Oh. Now of all times. Scamos. Oh, you baseball pitch this better than you ever have. You, you make yourself look pretty good and you keep to form. This thing flies true, and as it hits the wall, it shatters into glass before it releases a vast gaseous form. But as it shatters, the glass begins to dissipate into this gaseous form. Before not too long, there's nothing left of it. Okay, so the blue stones don't appear to be volatile. No. But are they valuable? Skamos already scooping a shit ton of them into a bag. There are only so many. Out. Many of them were embedded into the basin. Um, if you were going to get any more, there aren't any loose ones at the bed of crystal that have been mined. But there are three other beds of crystal. I'm going to see if I can't grab a big chunk and try and rip it out of the wall. Alright, you head to one of the beds that seems like it'll have a few leverage points for you to squeeze it out. You'll need another strength check. Thirteen. Crystal is very structurally sound. <laughs> At the very least, this stuff is. You're having a hard time getting any sizable chunk out. I do not have a pickaxe. You're having okay, a very hard period. time. You're you, you like body wrestling one large chunk of crystal and you just, it's not budging. It is rock. I'm going to go over to the fat goblin and pick up his club and drag it over to the crystal. Uh, it's not too heavy for you, as you are not a small creature. Um, but go ahead and make an attack on the crystal. <laughs> is this a simple weapon? Uh, yes. I'm proficient with this. That's still an eight. 
you bash a piece of the crystalline and you see a lot of that gaseous energy dissipate from where you struck the crystal with quite a bit of splintering. Um, a lot of smaller shards, you're sure that if you hit it a few more times, you would get the larger chunks that were sustaining themselves. But this was probably an incredibly inefficient process for the means of harvesting the crystal. Probably why the goblins didn't have even more boom rocks. Can I just storm over to him and rip the club out of his hands? Absolutely, you may. Go yeah. for it. She's healed, and her initial relief that you are not dead has completely worn off at watching you fail to break these crystals. So she rips the club out of your hand and takes a swing at where <laughs> you were trying to hit. Roll an attack. That is... And it's a simple weapon? Yes. Yep. So that's... uh. Alright, and you strike the same place that he managed to hit before, and what were cracks it shattered the upper half, separating it from the base of the crystal bed. And there is a sizable chunk, but there are quite a few smaller remnants and shards that are dissipating almost immediately. There is a vast cloud of this aether dissipating into the air around you. It has an overwhelming sense as the cloud meets you, but you don't taste, smell, feel anything from the cloud other than a, a buzzing of sorts um, before it disperses. And there is a sizable set of chunks on the ground. Uh, that said, about half of the crystal that you'd managed to break off was wasted. Mm. Well, if we have no more efficient means... I'm just going to gather up what pieces we can. All right. There's no less than three large fist-sized chunks. There are smaller rocks of this material, but you're not sure if these will continue to dissipate. Mm. <coughs> uh, yeah, can pick them all up. Perhaps our learned friend at the beginning of the cave can tell us more about these. Likely. He's... He knows a lot, it would seem. Alright. Alright, if no one else has any more business here, we're done. And Swiggs is largely covering her nose and keeping the bodies of the clan goblins out of her sight. She seems to be sticking to the coattails of whoever will have her. I assume you won't be staying here. I don't want to. Let's go outside. Come along. Okay. And she follows clutching Val's robes. <laughs> She's a little cutie. She's a healer. Yeah! She's coming with us! She's <laughs> <laughs> not even a classified <laughs> We're going to Doll Hall and we're buying a goblin leash. <laughs> Whoa! Well then. I think we need to change things. That's King it, Master, King, King <laughs> Master Mara. I'm sorry, if I'm gonna keep getting shanked in the femoral artery, <laughs> I'm gonna need a little healer gabo. It wasn't an inside thigh stab, it was an outside thigh stab. It wasn't a damaged thigh stab. It was a big stab. It was a big stab. I didn't have 12 hit points, Jesus Christ. Yep. I don't Let's, know, get some thigh-high grease. <laughs> Let's 
Oh, I could make this look. How good. Bloodborne. Oh, dear. Let's get out of this cave. All right. As you lot exit, you see the familiar orange, yellow, and red eyes peeking out from the rock behind the water. Your boom chief's dead. Bugger off. You hear one of them begin to whimper. Oh. I don't think that was the correct instigation. Oh, I mean... Let's just go. Mara let's, just let's, continues on. Let's just leave. Mara did not Lee pause. <laughs> uh, Val, you do notice uh, Swiggs is looking back at the cave as you exit, but she seems relieved once you're actually out of the cave. Hey everyone, Tyler here. Welcome to episode three. I just have a, another couple of announcements to make and I'll let you get back to the rest of the episode. I want to take a minute to thank our friends at BattleBards.com who have provided the amazing music and soundscapes you've been listening to. BattleBards is an amazing resource for any dungeon master looking to spice up their home game or podcast with music, sound effects, weather, and more. You can use the coupon code CAMPFIRE or the link in the description when making your own account for a discount off BattleBards Prime, which gives you full streaming access to over 3,400 tracks. Again, that's coupon code CAMPFIRE, one word, no spaces, or the link in the description when you make your own account. Got any questions about the show or the cast? Hit us up on the CNE Facebook page and ask to your heart's content. Someone will get to you eventually, I'm sure. I also just wanted to take a minute and thank you guys. It's our third episode of this grand adventure. I hope everyone's enjoying it so far. It's been a joy to record. So yeah, if anyone deserves credit, it's you guys who have stuck with us for three episodes, and I, I guess I guess you enjoy it. So thank you. It's truly, it's been a pleasure. Uh, yeah, that's enough rambling from me. Uh, next episode, episode four, woo, comes out July 23rd. See you all then. Um, the old man is, of course, waiting just outside the mouth of the cave. He'd found a rock to sit on, and he is still poring over his tombs, though he seems to have a rather concerned look on his face with his eyes occasionally staring not at you lot, but the cave you had just exited. He finally lowers his eyes to Val and says, I don't know what you mean to do with that one, but I think that that may be troublesome. We would probably be dead if it wasn't for this goblin. And how is that so? Oh, we have we found ourselves a little healer. Well, then. she's a nice goblin. She proved useful. She stays. Swigs sort of whimpers at first, but after hearing Mara being rather vocal in her defense, seems to be a little more at ease. Clutching Val. 
The old man gives a simple shrug before closing his tomes and straightening his back before he stands to stare the lot of you eye to eye. So what will we be doing now? Will we be setting camp as he points to the sky? Light has left the sky. It is at the very ends of twilight. We should make camp. Yeah. Maybe we can use the tower. I don't know about using a wizard's tower as camp. Yeah, never mind. That's a fair point. The old man seems apprehensive, but after hearing your logic, seems to ease up a bit. He raises a hand from his cane and says, I do believe that we should stay outside of that tower for the time being. I would very much appreciate having the time to explore it, but it is very dangerous. Uh, do you still have the stone we were going to show it to? Oh, yeah. I plowed a chunk of the lacrima. The old man offers his hand to take the lacrima. You hand it over. He looks it over for a few minutes before smelling it trying to listen to it, and then giving it a lick. There was a vein inside of the cave. In the... That can't be. Lacrima doesn't form in places such as these. It's not some sort of rock that under specific pressures will simply happen. This is the sort of thing that you will find in ley lines. This is... Not a natural occurrence. I this point is, to the wizard's be. tower. This was found. These were these veins were under a wizard's tower. No wizard has made lacrima. This is not. This is one of. I don't know what to tell you. That's what we found. Mara is getting frustrated and just starts to go off to start setting up camp. We found veins of lacrima coming out of the ground inside of the cave. More more importantly, goblins found veins of lacrima and started making explosive rocks out of it. You mean to say that those little explosive gems were transmuted from lacrima? Yes. Crudely, but yes. Alteration or enhancements of that kind should be well past a goblin's capacity. Well, considering the giant line of fire that hit me in the chest, I'd say at least one of them was pretty proficient. It was casting. Yes. That's not... Normal? No, but a great story. I do think I may have more words for the advisors when I finally speak with them. Mm -hmm. I think if we find any more goings on like this, it would be worth the wait to discover what is happening. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to go help with camp, and I go find Mara. Just before you walk off, the old man holds the lacrima up. Would you mind if I were to keep this? We don't know what to do with it. (sighs) Yes, yes, you may. Thank you. He tucks it into one of his men's bags. His brows furrowed in worry and contemplation. 
Um, he is obviously trying to figure out how any of this makes sense. Uh, Swig's uh, clutching just as steadfast as ever. Uh, you're starting to find it a little hard to move as she is almost regularly coming in just a little bit closer. Keep pace, but please do not be underfoot. Swig's just so bows her head a little bit and says, I'm so sorry, sorry. It's fine, I don't want to step on you. Oh, 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 okay. She keeps pace. Uh, you were setting camp? Yeah, just to the side of the tower. All right, go ahead and uh, roll either your nature or your survival. With advantage, because Gamos is helping. All right. We're trying to help, so maybe disadvantage. Advantage <laughs> <laughs> works just fine. <laughs> help is help. I'll take the 11. All right. You set up a decent enough perimeter, but having never camped here before, you're not terribly familiar with the landscape. It's workable, but it's not as much free space as you'd like. It certainly isn't going to protect you or help against any ambushes. Um, creatures and even predators may be able to sneak up on the camp with some ease. Um, but it is much better than simply dropping tent without any setup. If no one's complaining, she just continues at work. Alright. This is fine with me. You set your campfire with ease. There's plenty of old fallen trees in this area. Uh... Fairly certain that there will be no more goblin attacks. Uh, you all manage to rest fairly easily. And as the night passes, Swigs keeps company, trying to remain just sociable enough, and yet quiet enough as to not be a bother. Uh, the old man is more than consumed in his research, and the Tower of Cath is silent, save for a few thunderous cracks that rumble out from within its chambers. N none of you know what is going on in there, but those cracks are almost happening periodically. Mara, you get to counting them. Skamos, you start to realize that every now and then, when you're just strumming on your fiddle, they will go off. At certain parts in the song, you catch on to the timing as well through that. And Val, I make a beat. Uh, Swigs is almost looking at the tower just before it's about to crack any time uh, it were to go off um, it seems she's fairly familiar with the rhythm of it um, the night passes without much distress and the campfire is yours what will you do? um we're going to be going to into a town pretty soon. It's not going to look good if we have a goblin intel. Ooh, that's... I have an idea. But I do need your assistance, because you're the only one here who can sell. Scamos just kind of slowly turns and grins. How can I help? Alright. Um, I pull out uh, my leather armor, which I switched out for the chain shirt. I make this character, and I toss that to Skamos, size that for her, and maybe use some of the excess to make a hood. 
Oh, and she likes clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see she, That's with very, out of character. very <laughs> wide eyes, is looking over the both of you, but she doesn't really know what you're doing. But she's excited nonetheless. Okay. Does she smell like any of the other goblins we've it looks like she tries to keep herself clean, but it's hard to know how clean is considered clean for her, as her only experience was with those goblins. Mm-hmm. Um, she carries some of their scent. That much is noticeable. Okay, I hand her the bar of soap. And she grasps it and sniffs it, and it's. she looks almost ready to bite it, but she looks back up to you, unsure of what to do with it. It's a cleaner. How do you, like... You scrub with it. Okay. If you go into town smelling like goblin, people are... People are hostile. Oh, So, yeah. we're going to make you some clothes, we're going to get you smelling not like a clothes? goblin. That's what he's doing. Skimos has almost but discarded most of the leather armor and hands out his disguise kit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can take things like the forearms, the shin guards, things of those natures, because those will be fairly easy to trim and re-sew to size for the goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, the breastplate is going to be a little difficult to manage. You're going to actually have to lose most of the material there if you wanted to just size it down and that's going to be a very lengthy process but you will be able to make uh, the basics of leather armor and a disguise tonight all right that's what i'll be doing then yes uh the leather armor will not be finished and so it will not confer a bonus but it will allow her to wear it so we are going to need you to bathe Okay. So that's what that's for. Oh, just go in the cave then. Alright. She just sort of walks off with the bar of soap. Mm. And she comes back in a little less than an hour. Mm-hmm. You, you were starting to get a little concerned. But as she emerges from the cave, she is actually very clean. You don't know where the bar of soap is. <laughs> a bar of soap. <laughs> it's gone. Going to town. Uh, she is actually now that you're looking at her and she's in decent light in the campfire. She actually has very subtle features for a goblin. It, none of the over-sweeping ears. They're actually fairly short. Her nose is far from elongated and crooked. If anything, it's pretty short for a goblin, going no more than an inch and a half past her face, and it's rounded as opposed to pointed. Uh, her eyes have fairly soft features, her eyebrows are very sparse, mm-hmm. um, and her mouth is not nearly so bestial as the other goblins. Mm-hmm. She isn't a lesser goblin. She has the body of one, mm-hmm. but not the features. It's a small she's, child. <laughs> she's far more humanoid mm-hmm. than the other goblins were. Here, honey, try this on. And she's sort of like sparks up a little bit when you mention honey. <laughs> and she just reaches out both hands grasping for the item you offered. Uh, mostly just using as much as the leather armor as I could, making a tunic, a hood, 
long sleeves, trying to hide as much as, like, the obvious goblin features as possible. Mm -hmm. It works fairly well, aside from the hood being kept slightly, well, triangular on the sides due to her ears. Um, but she puts it all on over her current outfit. She seems fairly happy. She clutches at the sides of the coat that you'd made her and pulls them in every now and then, just sort of happy to have clothes. She had a vest, pants, and shoes, has given but never a sock. <laughs> Swigs is free. <laughs> free Swigs. Uh, Hashtag free Swigs. No. <laughs> Her hands drum on her knees as she sort of slowly kicks and sits aside the campfire. Oh, we're gonna need to get her a pair of gloves. She does have goblin hand. Well, you have all that extra leather. It might be difficult to make gloves for her. Not only have you never made gloves, you've never made gloves for a goblin. I've only got like four fingers. Like claws. I don't know. Just don't put the fingertips on. I want to try. All right, you can roll craft. You're good at these kinds of things, Ooh. I think. Would this be Dex? I'm going or... to help collect and organize the pieces of leather as he's working. It's not Dex. What would it be? It would. If anything, be... it would be Int. It would be your tool proficiency, uh, which is int plus your proficiency. If you knew how to leather work. Yeah, I don't. Okay. So you're eight. Eight. Okay. It probably better to just scrap these. They look like, if anything, they might cause some discomfort. <laughs> yeah, just keep just keep the bolts, I guess. <sighs> You have a small, analogous amount of leather. I'm not taking it back. Fair enough. <laughs> the leather armor has been torn to scraps. There's loose pieces everywhere around where you are working. Most of them won't be usable. At least not for a medium creature. Alright, so we have... We have one disguised goblin. Yeah, we have a new <laughs> Roughly. Roughly. patriot kid out. What did you roll for the disguise? Oh, well, allow me to do so. Alright. Now I need PHP. That's still a 10. Okay, you've managed to make a decent enough hood to hide her being obviously a goblin if she keeps her hands tucked. She can make her own checks to disguise herself, but this is incredibly basic. Alright. As the night comes to a close, lest you all have it any more misadventures, uh, all Skamos is going to do is go back into his lean-to, get the painting again, and the coat, try and finish it up. Alright. Clerics are proficient with simple weapons, right? You don't really have the time after refitting an entire set of leather armor. 
If I need to, I will take a point of exhaustion. You will need to. Very well. As you dedicate yourself to your work and your steadfast passion, does Mara or Val do anything with the rest of their night? Uh, Mara takes the frog she got earlier. <laughs> That's and what I did. And makes a frog dinner. Okay. Oh, ripping right. off a small leg in him and get to Swigs silently. I'm okay. uh, I'm mostly tending to uh, Swigs. Uh, does Swigs have any uh, armaments on her? No. Swigs had nothing but a simple cord belt she was using to keep up her sack pants. Um, she had managed to fold what were probably either water skins or pouches into her shoes, and she had a simple tunic that was actually a decent enough make, definitely a commoner's, but for it to be small enough to fit her, it was probably a child's. Okay. Uh, this is not considered a heavy weapon, so she might actually be able to use this. I hand her uh, my spear and one of my daggers. Uh, she tries to take the spear, but it's very unwieldy in her hands. She keeps knocking things over, just holding it. But once she takes the dagger, she tries to wrap it onto her belt. Mm -hmm. But you can tell that she's clearly not set it so that she can draw it quickly. As long as she has something. So, not the spear, but one of the daggers. Mm. There we go. She doesn't seem comfortable holding the dagger, but she, she appreciates having one. Mm-hmm. She does understand that there is a measure of self-protection that she'll have to assume. Yep. Uh, Mara, when you are cooking the frog, Swigs is constantly eyeing the process. And when you hand over one of the legs, she very, like, very meekly hands out her hands so that you can just drop it in her hands. She just drops it and says, if you don't look at it, it tastes like chicken, and walks off without another word. I haven't had chicken, but I like frog. <laughs> and she clutches either end in each hand and just slowly like goes at it, mostly trying to eat when people aren't looking at her. Okay. All right. You already set up camp. I'm going to start pitching tents. All right. Because apparently that's what I'm good at. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, God, don't say that too loudly. You set up the rest of the camp, and let's see how well you do it. All right. That last one was a really lucky roll. So yeah, that last one was insane. You set up literally like a commercial tent. <laughs> that's, one. That's, that's a, a D12. D12. <laughs> Wrong dice. <laughs> Oh. We're already off to a rough start. Oh. Three. Please mm. don't break the tents. <laughs> you don't know what it was, but this is not looking like how it did. <laughs> you're pretty sure there was a ton of flat ground when you set up your tent the first time, and now that you're dealing with uneven ground, it's flat. Hmm. But it's not broke. You don't think you might have clipped something. You don't know. 
when you were setting in the pittance so that it could stand, it, it may have, like, clipped some of the cloth. It'll be fine. <laughs> okay, maybe I shouldn't be the one to do that. <laughs> None of us have, like, survival. After Swix is content watching you set up your tent, she walks up behind you, tugs on your ropes a little, and just says, Can, can, can I help? Uh, yes, please, if you have. <laughs> okay. Um, you, you hold that part. Okay. And uh, she just guides you to more or less be working like a crane for her as she sets up the details. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, after no more than five minutes, um, she's managed to set it up so that it won't fall on you when you sleep. So it's better than it was, but... Now that you're looking at it, you definitely tore part of the cloth. There's there's a hole in the corner. Uh, Skamos just turns, walks over, pulls out some thick yellow thread, and stitches it back together. It's like new, except for that yellow patch. Oh, thank you. But, yeah, no, it keeps the cold out. There's no little breeze coming from that section. Okay. Skamos is working tirelessly. <sighs> Very tired. You took a club to the back and a fish to the chest. Aren't you gonna rest? I have to finish my coat. Alright. Go back to the fire, pick it back up, and just keep going. I'm not dragging you to Doll Hall. I know. I throw my blanket over Scamos and I go to bed. Scamos immediately passes out. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. You, just you, comfort. You fall to one side, the needle pricking your finger, but it's not enough to keep you awake. It. it falls out shortly afterwards, but yeah, you're out. Fortunately, you have the warmth of the campfire to help you, and I'm certain Mara is keeping watch. He seems like I have no choice. <laughs> you don't want me doing it. No. 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 Scamos has passed out in the open. <laughs> but he's got a blanket. It's an endearing sight, seeing somebody so passionate over the work. All this endearing feeling towards Skamos tends to fade pretty quickly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's building Skamos. slowly, it's but Skamos. it's it's washing out. <laughs> All right. The watch passes. You hear little more than the typical woodland sounds: wolves, crickets, owls. Um, no rustling in the bushes, fortunately enough. And your watch passes without a vent. I pass it over to Val after she's had enough time to rest. Okay. I set up my mirror as I did last time. Alright. That Swigs is nowhere to be seen. Probably burrowed in a hole in your tent. Oh, baby. <laughs> but you go through the watch and it's silent. The moon is out. And that is always a welcome sign, but there's very little going on. Okay. How do you pass the time? <sighs> I ask only because you take a double shift. <laughs> yeah. Let me think. I'm going to... I don't have a spell book. I don't know how I really do spellcrafting. You pray. You pray. Technically pray. Pray, connect to your deity, do whatever makes you feel good and religious. 
I mean, it doesn't have to be religious. It could also just be like your spiritual connection. It's a lot less formal, typically. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm going to I'm going to contemplate the ivory ring for a little while, and I'm going to see if I can analyze some of the structure of uh, my magic. Okay. You ruminate on your castings of the day. The, the armor of Agathas had been one you'd always been familiar with. It was actually the first spell you learned. Um, this one makes you not dead. <laughs> yes, it, it was a very important one. One actually shared via your parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, you recall the Eldritch Blast and the startling power of that white ray? That, that beam, it looked like moonlight. Uh, go ahead and make an insight. Insight? Yeah. Not Arcana? Could be Arcana. I'm gonna go with Arcana, because I'm proficient in Arcana. Alright. Oh shit! You think that all of your prayers or beliefs or connection to the Moon Dancer may be true. Your resolve in your faith is deepened as you continue to dig into your thoughts on the matter. Now that you think of it, your ring always felt very comforting. You got an almost nurturing sense from it any time you've cast it, almost like one was being watched over by one's mother or something equivalent. It brings you a strong sense of peace, more than enough to wash over you feeling homesick. But the hours pass, the day fades, and as you all wake, you're level two. And thus concludes the chapter of the Boom Chief. Yep. Fuck Fuck your boom boom chief! chief! We can go ahead and wrap up there. Thanks for listening. See you next time.